Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In 2013, Piers Morgan invited me on his CNN show. How about Prozac? You know the number one. Oh, that's the big sponsor, isn't it? Or that whole class of drugs. Let me ask you a question. Oh, whoa, got to cut that off, don't you? No, don't want to talk about the U.S. number one cause of death is suicide now because they give people suicide Calm mass down. murder pills. Calm down. Your answers get more money to the psychiatrist and psychologist to put more crazy people on drugs that make them kill people, Piers. It was the biggest event that year in the ratings, CNN admitted. But I literally mopped the floor with him. I said, if you want our guns, 1776 will commence again. Well, now they've used Sandy Hook and other events to come after our First Amendment, not just our right to self-defense, but our right to free speech. So a few weeks ago, he asked me on a show, and I said, I'll only do it live. So he canceled it. Then he said, okay, you can come on live, and I promise you only spend a little bit of time on Sandy Hook. So I said, send me a list of topics because I don't want to talk much about Sandy Hook. I'll answer questions, but in a full hour, I want to cover the Davos group, fentanyl deaths, open borders, the war in Ukraine, the forced injections. He said, I promise, this producer sold us, we promise we're going to cover that. And I said, I want a list of topics from him. Here it is. Sandy Hook's way down here. He spent 99% of the time hammering their talking points over and over again. They're the ones that live off Sandy Hook. They're the ones that keep that shooting in everybody's minds constantly by connecting it to me. I did not shoot those children. Adam Lanza did. And back when I was on Piers Morgan's show 10 years ago, I said Adam Lanza got the gun illegally and was on Prozac. But they just hyped the few times I said it could have been staged. And of course, a lot of stuff staged. Everybody questions that. But I never harassed the families. So I went on his show, and there he is, brown-nosing the system, bringing it up over and over again and telling me to apologize for the horrible things I've done. The corporate media is dying. Everybody knows they lie. Everybody knows they're a fraud. And so they want to demonize me as the archetypal example of a populist in the attempt to demonize you. But the good news is, on the streets of America and in other countries, I'm more popular than ever. I get 99% love. Five years ago, I got 80% love. 20 years ago, I got 50% love. So all I'm getting is love basically now, and I want Piers Morgan and the dinosaur media and the establishment to know you failed. And despite all your attempts to shut us down, we're still alive at InfoWars.com forward slash show and band out video and reaching millions and millions of people. So here's a few excerpts of Piers Morgan crapping the bed, lying about what he's going to do, and just trying to score points with Democrat Party PR firms that want to take the American people's guns. But I'll say this. In the interview, they had one of the Sandy Hook parents on saying she sleeps with a gun because she's scared of what I've sent people to do. I never sent anybody to go after her. They have no proof of that. It's totally made up. But I love the fact that she finally gets that, yes, you have a Second Amendment to protect yourself. So whoever's coming, a mugger, a robber, a crazy person, a Black Lives Matter person, I'm glad the Sandy Hook mom has a gun to protect herself. And I'm glad that anti-gun red coat, that anti-free speech red coat, has crawled his ass back to the Islamic State of the UK where he deserves to be. If you love tyranny, go live in North Korea or China or places like Australia or the UK. So I'll give you this, Pierce. You deported your own ass back to the UK to be a good slave. So I actually respect you. You love tyranny. You love slop. You're like a pig in shit. 
and you're right there. So Piers Morgan, from one American to a limey red coat, burn in hell. You'll never get our guns, our free speech. We're winning, and you know it, loser. Classic, ladies and gentlemen. That's just 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 the intro, just barely scratching the surface of the video now on band.video and infowars.com. Epic, Alex Jones destroys Pierce Morgan in second interview. I was just watching that uh, before the show, so I haven't gotten much into it. But I got to say, you know, kudos to, to Pierce Morgan for actually having Alex Jones on. How many people in the mainstream media will uh, dare to cross that Rubicon? So good for him for having uh, Alex Jones on be humiliated once again but hey it shows some uh it shows something i'm sure and actually his opening monologue about you know free speech was was pretty good but then alex jones came on and told him what free speech is really all about go watch the video share it now Video. share those links we we rely on you to get the word out there It's Friday the 13th of January, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Okay, three, two, one, it's down. Oh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake just now. I was waiting to get ready to uh, come on the show. I thought I'd look over one of the... One of the clips that I gathered for today's show, basically I made the mistake of watching 30 seconds to one minute of a late night show, and now I'm very mad. <laughs> now I'm in, a, I'm in a terrible mood now. Ah, <laughs> oh, these people, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into it. Don't worry. We'll show you. Seth Meyers. You ever want to piss me off? Just show me a picture of Seth Meyers' face. I used to work for the guy. Did you know that? Uh, we have a big show for you today. Very big, actually. We're going to welcome a couple guests. We're going to welcome Baked Alaska at the 9 a.m. Uh, time slot, and we're going to talk to him for an hour. He has been sentenced to prison for 60 days for the horrible crime of wandering through the Capitol live streaming himself. Just a madness, just utter madness. We'll talk about uh, Ray Epps, as of course it was Baked Alaska, who's the one that got the video of Ray Epps extolling everyone to, to go into the Capitol, to storm the Capitol, and it was Baked Alaska himself who started chanting, Fed, 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 recognizing immediately that this was uh, some sort of uh, false flag attempt. So very excited to talk to him and uh, hear what he has to say, a, uh, a martyr in a way for freedom of speech and the ability to uh, protest the government. What a strange, strange world we live in. In the third hour, we'll be joined by Chase Geyser in studio. I think maybe we'll open up the phone lines and uh, just make it a little roundtable conversation. We'll play it by ear. But we got a lot of stories to cover, lots of videos to show you. I'm going to try not to have my head explode today, so stay tuned. Pot- potential head explosion incoming. Uh, but let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday the 13th of January 2023. Attorney General Merrick Garland appoints special counsel to investigate Biden classified documents. White House lawyers found another stash of classified documents at Biden's home in Delaware. 
On Thursday, he appointed a special counsel to investigate President Biden's handling of classified documents dating back to the Obama administration. Garland tapped Robert Hur, a former U.S. attorney, to handle the investigation. The Justice Department escalated it to a special counsel investigation from a mere review on Thursday after a second stash of classified documents was found inside the garage of Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. The first documents were found inside the Washington offices of the Penn Biden Center think tank. There has yet to be a FBI raid on President Biden at any of his homes. Uh, This is not being treated in the same way that other similar instances have been in the past with different former presidents. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit later, and we'll get into who exactly is this Robert Herr fellow? Who is this Robert Herr character that has now been appointed special counsel? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it just be a a fun thing to live in a in a country where when your government appoints a special counsel of some sort, you could breathe a sigh of relief of relief and go, you know, I know that the people that work in the highest echelons of our esteemed government are decent, upstanding people whose honor they value above all else, and they'll do what's right regardless of how <laughs> I can't even get through the sentence. Wouldn't it be nice to live in a world where you could just trust the people in charge to exercise their authority with fairness and reasonableness and in an unbiased fashion? But no, but no, that's not the world that we live in anymore. You can just read all of this stuff just in whatever post-apocalyptic dystopian terms you want to put it, and it's not inaccurate, right? A.G. Garland appoints a special counsel to investigate Biden classified documents. You can just reword that into, you know, Merrick Garland appoints a special agent to obfuscate and obscure evidence of treason from the executive branch. It's all just as bad as you can imagine. But Robert Hur, just to give you a brief overview courtesy of Mike Davis on Twitter. Robert Hur was a longtime protege of Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, of course, was the longtime protege of Rod Rosenstein, Obama's only eight-year Bush 43 U.S. attorney holdover. Robert Hur became the protege of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who managed the Mueller probe against President Trump. He's a swamp creature, folks, and we'll get into that a little bit more Later, Meanwhile, Ukraine says forces holding amid bloodbath in devastated Solidar. Ukraine said on Thursday its troops were holding out despite heavy fighting on a battlefield littered with bodies in a site mining town in eastern Ukraine where Russian mercenaries have claimed Moscow's first significant gain in half a year. And again, there's um, let's just say conflicting reports about this as Russia claims they've completely captured this area and have, uh, you know, basically claimed a victory there. That's also the reports from uh, various intelligence agencies. But the Ukraine, the Ukrainian forces say they're, uh, they're holding out some of the numbers that I've seen. We don't know how accurate they are, but something like 25,000 Ukrainian soldiers have died in that battle. Horrifying, pointless, unnecessary, and devastating. Just your New World Order, business as usual. Meanwhile, I know everybody probably remembers last year when the World Health Organization attempted to pass a so-called pandemic treaty that would essentially give them the right to declare an emergency at any point at their own discretion. And once they declare that emergency, to then supersede and overwrite the will of national governments, effectively forming an international global government organization that holds authority 
over the elected or appointed or whatever representatives of national government. It was an existential threat to the very existence of national governmental authority. And luckily, with enough outcry and enough fighting back, that pandemic treaty was uh, not passed. We were able to avoid that um, threat. And of course, at the time, we didn't hold any illusions as to whether this was the end of the fight or not. And we told you at the time, all that means is that they're going to slightly rewrite the, uh, you know, a few things in the pandemic treaty to make it no different than it was earlier, but more palatable in the rhetoric that they use. And they would come back at it again because that's the way tyranny works. And now we see that's exactly what they're doing. Secret WHO negotiations for a pandemic treaty taking place this week. Secret WHO negotiations on the proposed pandemic treaty are scheduled for January 9th through 13th. These meetings are part of a continued effort to finalize proposed amendments to the international health regulations. Yes, folks, again, this is this is how they operate. You can you can beat them back. You can hold them off. You can. You know, defeat them in a battle here or there, but unless you actually dissolve their networks and imprison their activists and make it clear what the punishment is for even attempting to pass such a thing, then they're just going to scuttle back to their shadowy caves and you know work their dark magic and come out once again a year later to try the same thing again, and they'll do it again and again and again until they get what they want. That's what they always do. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. They need to be dissuaded of that attempt. I'll leave it up to you to figure out how we might pull that off. Also, we have this at Infowars.com. Twitter Files 14, Russiagate Lies, the fake tale of Russian bots and hashtag release the memo. Author and journalist Matt Taibbi released a fourth edition of the Twitter Files on Thursday, this thread focusing on the lies of the Russiagate hoax. Taibbi begins by explaining how Democrat politicians were upset that Twitter couldn't find any proof of Russian bots promoting stories countering the establishment narrative that there was Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Continuing, the thread thoroughly details how liberal politicians ignored Twitter uh, Twitter employees, warning them they could end up looking bad if they publicly claimed Russian bots were promoting the anti-establishment angle without proof. We'll get in more into that a little bit later. But it's the, it's the typical, you know, uh, communistic sort of practice where you go, we think, you know, we don't believe that there are people opposing us. They must be bots. And then when there's no proof of bots, instead of thinking, oh, I'm wrong about this, oh, there actually is legitimate opposition to what I'm doing, their uh, reaction is to say, That just means the bots are that well hidden. That must mean Twitter itself must be taken over by Russians. We we have to go even farther and harder now because they're all retarded. Finally, this list of crimes, including hit and run, will no longer be prosecuted, uh, Loudoun County uh, prosecutor says. Hey, you you can lower crime by just not claiming things are crimes. Introducing our new incredible supplement line, InfoWars MD. Now, in 60 seconds, it's hard to tell you how incredible these products are, but all of these products are already sold on store shelves under other brand names for up to twice the cost we're selling it to you. These are high-end. These are the very best. You know our body's ultimate turmeric formula is amazing? Well, guess what? We now have turmeric 95 that's basically the same formula for a lower price. CBD oil of the highest quality. 
up to 50% less than major competitors selling the exact high-quality, full-spectrum CBD. And it goes on for all the new InfoWars MD products at InfoWarsStore.com. The highest quality, directly from the manufacturer, to your door at prices up to 50%, in some cases 100% lower than what they're sold for in stores. InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. I've taken a lot of supplements over the years, since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now, with all the things we're bombarded with, and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 Testosterone Boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Where, where to start? Um, I woke up today with a little, little vision dancing through my head. A scene, if you will, the average, <laughs> your average American home. You know, it goes something like, uh, like this. It's a, it's a little suburban home that was once in a nice neighborhood, but you know, decades of incompetence and. Crime has left the house in a state of utter disrepair. The father was a lifelong employee of some company where he had a nice paying office job until until the robots came in. Suddenly he found he was no longer needed and had to accept a demotion to a warehouse job of some sort where he was injured and uh, back pain that's caused him. The doctor prescribed him opioids. And he's addicted now. Within a month, he'll be dead from fentanyl. The mother sits on the couch watching some gruesome dismemberment scene on a Netflix show through the haze of some carefully balanced cocktail of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines as well as laboratory-grade amphetamines. The oldest son maybe used to have a really high-paying job coding something in software, but he was forced to uh, train his replacements after an h one B1 visa, you know, got somebody from India who could do his job for cheaper, wouldn't complain quite so much. He's not even looking for a job anymore. The son, he's just given up completely and spends his government-supplied checks on weed while he plays video games 12 hours a day. The daughter maybe was some, you know, captain of the swim team, was, you know, off to a great start in life. A beautiful young woman, then a 
then a man in a woman's swimsuit joined the team and she lost her top spot and lost all the scholarships that goes with it and had to go to some state school. And by the time she came back after her first semester for winter break, her long, beautiful flowing hair had been chopped down to the scalp and miscolored some absurd you know, green tint and her once you know, beautiful and a vibrant face has now been pockmarked and scarred by piercings and tattoos. And she's has a Twitter account where she writes articles about how empowering sex work is. She's also gained 50 pounds and her, again, once open and loving face wears a persistent scowl that it doesn't matter how many antidepressants she takes. It never goes away. The 11-year-old son, meanwhile, sits in his room watching hardcore pornography three hours a day on his school-supplied iPad, and he sneaks into the bathroom to put his mom's makeup on and gets a a thrill of adrenaline uh, whenever he thinks about the fact that his parents have no idea that at school his teachers call him a little girl and he gets to wear a dress and he's working with the counselor to make sure he can get on puberty blockers as soon as humanly possible. Uh, They're not doing well, you might say, and of course that's all just compounded and exacerbated by the fact that the the house payment is is underwater, and there's rats in the in the air ducts that's essentially poisoning slowly the entire family and the homeless encampment in the woods out back of the house has turned what used to be a uh, a verdant, lovely little creek for the kids to play in into a trash heap strewn with used needles from the downtown needle distribution center. The kids are afraid to even go in their backyard anymore for fear of running into some uh, deranged lunatic strung out on drugs that lives in a tent mere feet from their back door. The house has been burglarized several times, and the police every time done absolutely nothing to prevent it. Uh, In the slightest, there's leaks that are constantly causing mildew uh, to to grow in the basement. It's, It's not a good situation. In the middle of all of this, The husband comes in and says, you know, honey, I'm really worried about this gas stove we have here. You know, I'm really – I think the gas stove needs to go. And the the mother thinks that's ridiculous, but she knows she can't just ignore him because if she ignores him, he's going to actually try to rip out the gas stove. And the dude doesn't know anything about fixing gas stoves. There's going to probably be a gas leak. It'll probably make some sort of dangerous situation. It's going to cost tons of money that they frankly just don't have to spend. And so she's got to start arguing. She's got to fight back. She's got to try to convince him not to embark on this ridiculous crusade to replace their gas stove for no particular reason. It's just another problem on top of the insurmountable number of problems that they already face. And then the dad goes into the kids' rooms and is talking about how your mom is crazy. She's crazy. She's hooked up. She's she's on this crazy, you know, trip now where she's yelling about gas stoves. All I did was suggest that we get rid of ours. And then I tried to rip it out of the wall and uh, it it broke it and it made everything worse. And now it smells like gas in the kitchen. So I went ahead and opened up a window, but your mom is crazy about this stuff. I don't know what's gotten into her. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that means anything to you, but that's just how it feels in America right now. That's just, I don't know, that's just my my vision waking up in America. It feels like waking up in that household. It feels like waking up in a household full of people who have been 
perverted and twisted and demented and they can't see clearly and everything is broken and falling apart and everything they're doing is just making it worse. And then they criticize you and mock you for just trying to stop them from doing what they're doing. It's, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. I feel like the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just when you think about everything being done to Americans right now and you think about just the sheer number of problems that we face from every direction, internally, externally, mentally, physically, spiritually, it's just how are we ever going to get a handle on this stuff? Like what would you tell that family to do? What would be step number one in getting their lives back on track? I'll tell you what it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be trying to replace the gas stove by yourself. That would not be the thing I would point to as the number one issue, right? These people like the, the youngest son was like vaccine injured and has like severe autism. The, the oldest daughter, she was going to school before, but then she went and got her COVID vax. And so her body tremors, tremors mean she has to stay in her bed all day, every day. But they're worried about the fact that, you know, gas stoves, uh, they might, they might cause dyslexia or something, whatever the latest uh, talking point is. Again, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but I I hope you were watching the show on the day that they decided the crusade against gas stoves was their, you know, chosen attack. But I told you, I told you there was no way to win this one. I told you that any response would be treated with condescension and you know, absurdity. And uh, we have examples of that. But again, it's not even about the gas stove. It's about all the other problems. It's about just being in this situation that's so hopeless, so despicable, so, you know, insurmountable in so many different ways. And just having the people in charge and the people that are, have been invested with these inordinate powers just to keep things running normally, spend all of their time and all of their efforts destroying any remaining goodness that still exists out there and then mocking you for trying to fight back. So, again, I don't know if that was any value to anybody, but that's our home life now. How's America doing? Doing a bit like that. We'll be back on the other side. We are going to talk about the gas stove thing. I know, it's ridiculous, but we are. Like a rock thrown into a pond, your actions, even though they may seem little, have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space. We're actually winning the info war. And when you realize that Bandot Video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible, hundreds of medical doctors and scientists, all of them right now telling the truth at Bandot Video. Millions of people a day visiting Bandot Video. But you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect, an amplifying effect, and make sure it gets out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, and perfect strangers. You are the modern Paul Revere's. You are what takes our information and amplifies it. When you decide to take action, we as a species and as a race are invincible. So I thank you all for your past action, and I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Again, I'm... I'm <laughs> 
It's hard. It's it's tough, isn't it? I mean, I guess the the only way to to win this game is to not play. But it's like you can see you, you know, we just we we laid it all out on the first day after they announced uh, that they're going after gas stoves. You know, and I said, you know, the reaction would be for the Republicans to treat this as if it was ridiculous and to start making things like memes talking about, you know, come and take it, you know, with the gas stove and you can pry my stove from my cold, dead hands, treating it as a joke, laughing at it. Uh, and then the Democrat response would be condescension and mocking them, knowing the, the whole while that. It's absolutely accurate what Republicans are saying. It's all, it is all coming to pass, as foretold. Ron DeSantis, don't tread on Florida. Don't mess with gas stoves. And these funny images of uh, gas stoves with uh, don't tread on me. And again, you just can't – I don't know. I, like you can't – you just can't engage with these people. I get, I get that you're, you know, you're just mocking their, their like silly idea, but – the way the the way the liberals do things, it's like I, it's it really is impossible to uh, to try to explain. I guess let's we'll go to clip number six here. No, no, not six. Uh, clip number f- four. This is um, late night late night clown <laughs> comedy man. Uh, Seth Myers. We'll watch just the, the first couple seconds, and then we'll pause it and we'll skip ahead a little bit because he spends the first 10 minutes of this segment uh, talking about how it's totally not a big deal that Biden is a creepy old weirdo that nobody can stand to look at or listen to and refuses to take questions from the media and also just got caught with even more and, you know, more illegal documents than Trump got caught with and just making jokes about how it's totally normal and fine and totally different from when Trump did it, just so we're all clear. Comedy these days. But let's just go to the first couple seconds. This will be enough to get a little taste of what I'm talking about. Let's watch. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel to look into the classified documents that were found at President Biden's home in office from his time as vice president. Meanwhile, Fox News and the GOP have been stoking a ridiculous new freakout about gas stoves. For more on this, it's time for a closer right look. There. We, can, we can pause right there, right? That, that sentence alone just explains this whole situation, right? Republicans at Fox News are creating a new ridiculous freakout over gas stoves. Again, how like how do you deal with this? How do you deal with these people? I know how I deal with them. Tell them to shut up. That's the only way to do it. When they start talking about gas stoves, just laugh in their face and say, oh, gas stoves. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, great. <laughs> You're such a hero. Just mock them. I, that's the only way to do it. Because, again, it's like they do something ridiculous. They impose something insane. They cause a situation that never existed before to come about. Republicans just react. They just react to what the left is doing, and then the left goes, 
removes any context of what they did in the first place. They take only the reaction, completely separate it from any context, completely separate it from their initial creation of the situation and go, what are the Republicans talking about? They're insane. They're talking about gas stoves all of a sudden. It's like this is what you people – and again, it's not about gas stoves. It's just this is the way they do it, right? They like spend time and money and they get together behind the scenes and they they create groups and they create talking points. They create rhetoric and they create white papers and they go and give speeches. And finally, at the end of it, they're putting pornographic books in your child's school. And the parent goes, I don't want that book in the school. And then the headline is Republicans freak out, uh, you know, burn books, the Nazis reborn. What is this freak out? Why are they so concerned about this? It's like it's it's insane. And it happens over and over and over and over and over. Every single problem, it seems, could, like goes back to the same sort of paradigm. They open the borders. Republicans go, what the hell are you doing? There are tens of thousands of people crossing on a daily basis. And then they turn around and go, why are Republican, Republicans? Because they're racist. They are, try, they are terrified of brown people coming across. And they, they are creating a, a situation that doesn't exist. And they go off and they say, because you're talking about the open border, you're the one causing it to happen. It's just like time and time again, over and over and over and over and over again. It's just, we're just trying to get on with our lives. We're just trying to focus on the problems that already exist without your input, liberals. Like they just, just problems out there that we could be facing and solving and finding solutions for. But instead, you just, persistent psychopaths you're you just like relentless destroyers <laughs> it's just it's it never ends it's so f- just annoying at this point it's just annoying they just come up with something just for whatever reason they can concoct whatever it is global warming race whatever it is they they create some demand for something and then any reaction from Republicans, again, is stripped of context and treated as if Republicans just got together one day and went, well, you know, things are going pretty well. Uh, let's just let's just say the Democrats are going after, I don't know, spin the wheel, stoves. We'll say they're going after stoves for no reason to, to cause anger in our uh, followers. Like it's just uh, – leftists just aren't living in reality, and it's just impossible. It's, it's completely impossible to try to – live with and govern with people who don't exist in reality. It's it's just completely impossible. If we want to skip that uh, ahead, uh, I'm not kidding. What I just said is literally what Seth Meyers claims, like verbatim. We can jump ahead to like 920 in that clip. And again, let's just Let's just watch the way he characterizes this. Because again, it's not they, – they refuse to even entertain the idea that the leftists are somehow the cause of this new crisis or, or whatever whatever this is. It just it doesn't even enter into their mind. Their entire reality is preordained to be Democrats are always good and loving and sensible and intelligent, and Republicans, everything they believe, everything they fight for, everything they argue for is just baseless and nonsensical and just a thinly disguised scheme to – uh, I, I don't know, white supremacy, whatever. Like, who knows what these people think? But let's go to this video of uh, Seth Meyers. And I remind you, it may not be clear from this clip, this is supposed to be ostensibly and in all forms. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy show. Let's watch. 
As a general rule, whenever Biden is riding high, the GOP and Fox News crank up the Frico meter to try to scare you about something dumb, like the one let's just, Christmas. Let's just, or, let's just pause it right there. Let's just pause it right there. Whenever Biden is riding high in the polls, that's never happened. So how would you how would you know what would happen when that? Okay, but that's fine. He says when Biden is riding high in the polls, the Republicans crank up the Frico meter to come up with some thing that doesn't exist. And he brings up examples. He talks about the war on Christmas. As if Republicans, for no reason, started noticing that liberals were demanding Christmas decorations be taken down and demanding that corporations not wish them a Merry Christmas. Again, Republicans didn't start this. They start something, they create an issue, and the Republican reaction, which is always just bafflement and confusion and mocking, whatever the leftists are doing, is treated as some false flag event where they are just desperate because everybody loves Joe Biden so much that they were like, There's, we just have to make something up to, to bring down his poll number. It's so outrageous. It's so ridiculous. It is so beyond reality. Literally, I feel like I'm, I, I have to come in here every day and argue like – argue about the snowfall in Narnia. Like it just doesn't exist. So what are we doing? And again, it's not about gas stoves. It's about everything that we're dealing with. We'll, we'll be back on the other side. Maybe I'll move on from this. Maybe, I'll, maybe we'll show more of Seth Meyers and just get into what, you know, what he thinks is the, the going on in the world. We'll, we'll really dive in. We'll do a deep dive into the liberal mindset. See if we can retain our sanity by the time we get out on the other side. Stay with us. It's American Journal. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us, by the way, won't you? Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists and minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same psyop today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts that what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars, and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
folks, welcome back. We're going to move on here since we're going to have guests in the last two hours of this program. We're just going to tear through some of the some of the big news on the docket this morning. Try not to trying to get triggered by any of these headlines. It's going to be hard. It'll be very difficult not to. Because every single one of them, you could spend just hours dissecting the the implications, the insinuations, the uh, subtleties in each and every carefully, carefully constructed headline meant to technically give you the truth while presenting you with a very specific and utterly false perception of the world. And again, just like we went through a couple days ago when the news broke, the headlines about Joe Biden continue to be carefully engineered to get just the right idea across. Here's this one from the AP. Biden political future clouded by classified document probe. Again, I, I mean, people just I know they just read this and they just think, well, that's it's an accurate headline. Is it, though? Is it? Classified document probe. So, again, they don't say anything about the fact that he had classified documents. It doesn't say that he did anything wrong. No, the, the, what this headline is insinuating is that Biden is under attack. Biden is the victim of something. He's the victim of some classified document probe, whatever that means. And, you know, he did have a, a very bright and sunny future ahead in politics, but now it's been clouded by this probe of some. It's not like it was his actions. It's not like his criminality coming to light may cloud his political future. It's just, again, everything. Every, like ev- they're every word, their comedy shows, their headlines, their. You know, talking points, it's all just saturated in this very, very conscious effort to conceal reality in whatever way they can. Again, we're not we're not going back to the stove thing quite yet. But, you know, the other thing is like you've got it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. You've got AOC making videos where she's talking about how stupid anyone who doesn't want to get rid of their gas stove is, how you know, ridiculous the Republicans are being about gas stoves because gas stoves are dangerous and we have to get rid of them. So again, it's just how do you deal with a group of people that simultaneously – like if this was one person, they would be insane. They would be a schizophrenic person. But you know, as a, as a group, the left, like they're simultaneously making videos about why you need to get rid of stoves and why stoves will, will be getting rid of. Now this is just the advance of, of progress and science demands it and it's going to happen. While simultaneously at exactly the same time, parallel, like in concert with one another, they're saying any Republican who talks about this, it talks about us coming for the stoves, is a ridiculous conspiracy theorist that's just making stuff up because Biden is doing so well in the polls right now. Again, how do you deal with that level of unreality? It's, it's baffling. Again, Robert Hur has been appointed as the special counsel to investigate the Biden documents. Her was the understudy of Chris Ray and of uh, Rod Rosenstein. Mike Davis on Twitter goes through the connections of this, talking about how uh, her originally uh, reported to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein when he was hired. FBI Chris, uh, uh, Director Chris Ray also reported to uh, Rosenstein. He was then a law partner with Chris Ray, this her guy. He reported to 
uh, United States Attorney for Maryland, Rod Rosenstein, law associates part, uh, to law partner Chris Ray. This is his uh, employment timeline. So he goes from uh, you know being a deep state actor under the orders of uh, Rod Rosenstein, who helped carry out and was a, a main force behind the Russia investigation and uh, the Mueller probe and all that sort of stuff, to then being in uh, private life where he is a uh, lawyer in partnership with the head of the FBI, and then back to the political appointed position where he is then assigned to continue the deep state war against Donald Trump that you know keeps losing battles but persists in the war. The special counsel that A.G. Merrick Garland just appointed is FBI Director Christopher Wray's former assistant and his law partner. And, of course, Rod Rosenstein is, in a lot of ways, the puppet master controlling all of this, despite the fact that he has been routinely shown to be engaged in less than just behavior. You all remember this conspiracy chart? You all remember this? It went from grounded in reality to detached from reality, and they have – such things in detached from reality, just nonsense, anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theories like the deep state, the great replacement, George Soros. Yeah, remember this, the, the chart that tells you that George Soros, the existence of the person George Soros, who every year a new New York Times article comes out about where his billions are being funneled into the American legal and, and political system. Yeah, he doesn't exist apparently according to this chart just like chemtrails don't exist despite being announced and and advocated for by the very people who are carrying it out you know it's all just rothschild central bank that's another uh wild-eyed detached from reality anti-semitic point of no return crossing nonsense lie that the rothschilds control a central bank right you just think about who the person is that wrote this what reality they're living in when they think George Soros is a uh, creation of, of you know, some, some conspiracy theorist imagination. Just wild, wild, right? Well, the good news is that uh, the person that wrote that chart uh, has now officially started their partnership with the Center for Advanced Racial Equity Policy at RAND Corporation. <laughs> yeah, the RAND Corporation. <laughs> So the person that wrote the conspiracy chart that claimed that uh, the JFK assassination was completely legitimate and totally real and exactly how it happened, and also George Soros is an invention of right-wing conspiracy theorists, now is a position at the like war think tank, the, the think tank that's been behind every major U.S. conflict since Vietnam, and she's now the uh, racial equity and policy fellow at at that organization so it's great so great fda uh, vaccine advisors are disappointed and angry that early data about new covid19 booster shots wasn't presented for review last year they're so angry that they made this decision without the information again it's just how do you take any of this seriously the FDA is like, okay, we got to approve uh, boosters. We got to decide whether we approve boosters or not. Like, okay, well, what information do we have? None? Okay, they're approved. And like a year later, they're like, what? What? But you didn't give us the data. Okay, well, then why'd you approve it, you idiots? Again, like, uh, 
COVID vaccines are obviously dangerous and should be halted immediately, say senior Swedish doctors. Singer Lisa Marie Presley, sole child of Elvis, dead at 54 following cardiac arrest. Just again, just just tack it on. Just another uh, statistic here for the ongoing genocide. NOAA makes it official. Last eight years, global cooling at a rate of around 0.11 degrees Celsius per decade, despite 450 plus billion tons of emissions worth 14% of total man-made CO2 in the atmosphere. COVID, COVID, uh, CO2 warming is a hoax, this using official NOAA data. Meanwhile, Rolls-Royce sales hit record as rich splurged on luxury while everybody else has been crushed by inflation. It's the Great Reset in action. And a little bit of good news, and we'll get into this thing. I bet Chase will want to talk about this. Uh, The new Illinois gun laws that are blatantly and explicitly unconstitutional are being nullified by sheriffs in Illinois. So that's some good news. And again, we'll talk about how nullification can be used to undo and prevent some of the more tyrannical measures from the United States government. GOP bill says the only Ameri- only the American flag can fly over U.S. embassies. No more pride BLM flags. And it's funny the way this was presented. It was like GOP puts forward bill to stop flying pride and BLM flags. Well, no, it, it was a bill to only fly the American flag. It's just the only flag that the... Uh, embassies around the world choose to fly other than the American one are the ones for their particular satanic religion, the rainbow and the BLM flag. So, you know, they're the only ones with the chutzpah to actually, you know, put that on an official building. You can't imagine, like, you just can't imagine a, a, a normal person doing that, but they're not normal, so they do, and then they call it tyranny when you ask them to politely stop uh we're gonna be back on the other side the second hour we're gonna be joined by baked alaska who has been sentenced to 60 days in prison for his uh presence his being there on january 6th in the meantime folks please go to infowarsstore.com to support us you can donate straight there there's a banner save infowars help keep us on the air we will not be here if we don't get your support it's not a not something i want to be the case but it just is the case it's just reality if we don't get the support we can't function and we can't operate anymore so if you want us to be around please do go to infowarsstore.com it really helps us and uh, we really appreciate it like a rock thrown into a pond your actions even though they may seem little have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space we're actually winning the info war and when you realize that bandot video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible. Hundreds of medical doctors and scientists, all of them right now telling the truth at Bandot Video. Millions of people a day visiting Bandot Video. But you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect, an amplifying effect, and make sure it gets out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, and perfect strangers. You are the modern Paul Revere's. You are what takes our information and amplifies it. When you decide to take action, we as a species and as a race are invincible. So I thank you all for your past action, and I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. Watching the American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. I want them shut down. I want them silent. I want them muted. I think they are horrible for our society. 
The anniversary of January 6th has come and gone, but it's turning out to be a holiday of propaganda for the state. A day to celebrate lie upon lie and the corrupt Washington, D.C. establishment's gaslighting of America. As a result of the events on January 6th, the lives of five heroic officers were lost. Brian Sicknick was a U.S. Capitol Police officer devoted to serving our nation. He lost his life protecting our elected representatives. No police officers were killed on January 6th, period. Ashley Babbitt was killed on January 6th. Two years later, the real evidence is still hidden from public view. Based on what I saw and observed in the video clip, Ashley Babbitt was murdered. She was shot and killed under color of authority by an officer who violated not only the law, but his oath and committed an arrestable offense. Victoria White from uh, Rochester, Minnesota, uh, with the crowd had come up to the, the tunnel entrance and she says she had been pushed in by the momentum of the crowd and she ended up being trapped against one of the walls. And fairly short time after she got in there, she was attacked by a police officer, a supervisor from the Metro DC Police Department. And it went on for maybe five minutes. She was struck nearly 40 times in the head and face. It is definitely a crime that was committed by Officer Morris when she struck a downed person. She was seriously attempting to injure Roseanne Boylan by striking her. Uh, but they pulled her into the Capitol. Then she did receive emergency care, and I think heroic care. The officers that were inside didn't hesitate. Unfortunately, we're pretty sure she was deceased by that time. The Capitol Police, per their own timeline, received the authorization request from the Department of Defense, where I was chief of staff for National Guard's men and women, before January 6th. The Capitol Police then went to the sergeant at arms in the House and the Senate and the chief of police, and the decision was made, pursuant to their own timeline, that that request would be declined. And key players in the stage insurrection with ties to the federal government and its Mockingbird media arm are still walking free. The names Ray Epps, Megan Paradise, Luke Phillips, John Sullivan. Sullivan's brother, James, turned John into the FBI after he had previously been released. James explained to the FBI that he believed his brother was not only involved in the riots at the U.S. Capitol, but was somehow in charge of the breach into the U.S. Capitol. That populist counter-revolution propagandized as far-right extremism has been spreading worldwide for years, just as as the Biden administration's totalitarianism is spreading to world leaders as it's propagandized as homeland security. The overwhelming majority of people in Brazil know that the recent presidential election was stolen by the convicted criminal President Lula, convicted of corruption roughly six years ago. And President Lula was, is actually a convicted felon for bribery, uh, as well as being a socialist. So you have half the country that feels severely disenfranchised. This election had no transparency. So the protesters who protested for the last 70 days, peacefully, no arson, no violence, uh, just wanted a evidence proof that this was an honest election. Now, it turns out, as the plot usually does thicken in these situations, that there were many an agent provocateur yesterday at these buildings and doing incredible gross damage, breaking windows and such. And it looks like this is turning into a Reichstag fire and being used to clamp down on these Democratic protests. Mirroring the aftermath of January 6th, Lula is, of course, blaming former President Bolsonaro 
calling him a genocidist that encouraged the protesters who swarmed all three branches of government. Back here in the United States, the audacity of the arrest of Ashley Babbitt's mother, who was simply honoring her daughter who was murdered by the state with no charges filed, continues to spotlight the O'Biden administration's road to tyranny. The right to protest, as it is deemed in our Constitution, clearly belongs to one class of people in America, and it ain't most of us. We came here to the Trump International Hotel to remind them. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of The American Journal has begun. Welcoming a very special guest here this hour. Uh, I do want to take a a brief moment because this was just announced. Next Tuesday, the 17th of January, we will be doing the Alex Jones Was Right emergency broadcast from 8 a.m. to 12 midnight with amazing guests, breaking news analysis. You can watch live next Tuesday, a big Money Bomb event. So I wanted to let all InfoWarriors know about that. But now I welcome to our show, Baked Alaska. He's an activist fighting against the tyrannical neoliberal socialist sissy boy, soy boy ideologies that are crippling America. He's been persecuted for supporting Trump and attending the Million MAGA March in January, where new videos show he correctly identified what we now believe a Fed provocateur instigating the breach of the Capitol on multiple occasions. Welcome to the show, Baked Alaska. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. Uh, very good. So just tell us, what is the latest with you? I understand you've been sentenced, but just tell us, uh, you know, what's going on with you. And, and I understand now, uh, ironically enough, the, the shackles have been removed. and You can now talk about all the stuff that you couldn't talk about before this sentencing came down. But just tell us where we are in your case right now. Right. Well, like I said, thanks for having me on, Harrison. I really do appreciate, you know, you give me a platform here. So I just got back from Washington, D.C., which was a very emotional time. Um, I actually had Ashley Babbitt's mom and Nicole Reffitt attend my hearing and they gave my family hugs. And, and it was a very, very um, amazing time just to see all the support that came from the Patriots in D.C. Um, but I was sentenced to 60 days in jail um, after doing two years of pretrial probation, uh, being thrown into solitary confinement for a week, an ankle monitor around my leg. Um, you know, my family has gone through it. I've been politic- politically persecuted. I know some people get it worse. Some people get less. But uh, it, it, it has been a very, very hard time. So um, I'm about to go into custody on February 1st and uh, serve my time for a nonviolent misdemeanor, which is the insane thing. And, um, you know, that's what people need to understand. A lot of people, you know, love or hate baked Alaska, whatever, that's fine. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was nonviolent. I didn't touch anybody. I didn't loot. I didn't steal. I didn't break any windows. In fact, I was actually in there saying, don't break anything. We're not here for this. We are here to be peaceful. And, you know, that's what I did on that day. Also, yes, I did expose Ray Epps for being a federal asset on January 5th. A new piece on Revolver News is totally blowing the lid on that, uh, which is amazing. So it's like, you know, if I have to spend two months in jail to get the truth out, Harrison, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm never going to stop speaking the truth. I'm never going to stop. You can see me there, you know, right front and center. I started the Fed chant, and that was just talked about by President Trump and Darren Beatty in the new Revolver.News interview. So, you know, it's been a crazy last four years. My life has been turned upside down. 
And a lot of people say, you know, aren't you sad? Aren't you like depressed about this situation? And, you know, jail is not fun for sure. You know, it's been a really, really tough last couple of years. But like I said, if I can sacrifice a couple months in jail, a couple years of persecution to get the truth out, that's what I'm going to do every single time. And God is on my side. Uh, it's 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 an amazing mindset to have. Uh, honestly, it's uh, it's incredibly like you know admirable. You're not just like bitter and and angry about this because it's completely unfair what's being done to you. Absolutely unfair. Right. So just re- remind people in case they don't know. I'm 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 up to date with it, but you're about to spend 60 days in prison. You've as you said, you just spent two years on probation, solitary confinement for a week. I mean, you've already paid enough, I think, but. What is it exactly that you're uh, spending time in jail for? What did you do wrong exactly? Because you were live streaming the entire time you were there, right? It's not like you were hiding and doing something. They were having to make claims and find – if people want to see what January – what Baked Alaska was doing on January 6th, he filmed the whole thing. So what is it exactly you're being punished for here again? Yeah, so the um, the jail sentence is for picketing and parading in the Capitol, which is a the lowest misdemeanor you can possibly think of. And that's why I'm getting this, uh, you know, steep jail sentence, which is just insane. I mean, my attorney said he's never heard of anyone getting a single day of jail time for this level of misdemeanor. Nobody. And, you know, my heart goes out to the other January 6th Patriots as well. You know, you got people, Nick Ox of the Proud Boys just got sentenced to four years and just went into custody. It's it breaks my heart. You know, some people got less, like I said, some people got more, you know, it doesn't really make sense. Um, but it's a terrible situation for all involved. Even if you were to go to trial, you're, you're, you're going against a DC jury Mm -hmm. that's absolutely going to hang you to dry. So, you know, it's a total kangaroo court situation. Uh, most people are forced into plea deals, uh, like I was, because if I didn't take the plea deal, they said, Oh, we're going to add felonies. And then, you know, you're facing up to 20 years for trespassing in the Capitol. But when you're the Tonight Show, when you're, uh, you know, on the liberal news networks, oh, they can go and uh, make jokes in the Capitol and get arrested for trespassing. And guess what? All their charges were dropped, Harrison. But it's a one-sided justice system. If you're a conservative, if you speak for the truth, if you support President Trump, They're going to throw you in the gulags and they're going to make an example out of you, which is what they did with me. Shock and awe, as Michael Sherwin would say, the FBI, you know, Merrick Garland, they love nothing more than locking up, you know, patriots and Trump supporters. It's an absolute mess what's going on in our country. I I just hope that my story and many other January 6th Patriot stories can inspire people to peacefully, lawfully stand up for the truth and not fall in line to this tyrannical system. It's it really is like beyond description. It's almost like we talk about it every day, but like it's like how many how much do we have to talk about this to, until it gets through to people's heads what is going on here? Because everything from Ashley Babbitt being murdered, and they don't even interview the guy who murdered her. They don't even investigate it. They just give him a medal of honor and one hundred sixty thousand dollars and send him on his way. To I mean, just it's beyond absurd. It, it beggars description. It. it it's beyond everything. We're going to talk. I want to talk about Ray Epps with you. I also want to talk about anything that you haven't been able to talk about yet, because up until you got sentenced, they could still, hey, tack on a couple extra felonies. Why not? Hey, why not You know, mess with the system a little bit more? But now that you've been sentenced, you know that's over. Now you can actually talk about some of the stuff that went on in your trial. And I want to hear about your plea deal and everything else. Uh, so what's something that 
that you haven't been able to talk about yet because the sentencing hadn't happened? Well, I, I guess, you know, one of the first things is that, you know, the, the court system is absolutely rigged. You know, it, it doesn't matter if it's a right wing judge or a left wing judge. No, because here's the thing. I've learned a lot about the court system and the justice system. And all of the judges used to be prosecutors and all of the prosecutors are just, you know, doing whatever they can to get jobs, to get, uh, you know, what you know benefits with their careers so it, it, it's actually a very very messy incestuous system that like i had no idea it operates like that you would think um you know it, it would be more fair and unbiased and you know you got your human rights and i i mean i know this sounds weird but i i just think like you know justice is dead in america there mm. are no civil rights there are no human rights i mean you can even look you know what's happening with alex and people suing him and all these you know, crazy trillion dollar lawsuits, you know, it, it, it's just nuts. Uh, free speech is dead in America. Human rights, you know, are completely out the window. And, and that was the saddest part about it, because I thought I was going in here and I could have a, you know, a fair and free trial. And I thought they would, uh, you know, be able to move me outside of D.C., get a fair jury. No, they do not care about you. They do not care. Your rights go out the window. I thought in this country it was innocent until proven guilty. No, no, no. That does not exist anymore. And it's sad. It is a tragedy that I had to go through this to fully understand it. Like you said, we talk about it all the time. But when you're in it, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, why do I have an ankle monitor around my leg for a nonviolent misdemeanor trespassing charge? That doesn't make sense. My attorney said, wait, wait a second. This is for like pedophiles and, you know, murderers. Like right. what's going on here? Trust, um, trespassing also, by the way, in a public building uh, that you yeah. didn't break the window to get into, right? I mean, you just walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to talk about that, too. Like, that's the other thing. A lot of people said, well, wait, you exposed Ray Epps, so why did you go in on the 6th? I'll tell you why. Okay, all right, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that on the other side. We got to go to commercial break right now. Baked Alaska is my guest. In a lot of ways, like a symbol for the last like five years of politics. If you were looking for one person who like embodied all of it, it's got to be Baked Alaska. From from BuzzFeed to the far right to live stream to Cozy TV, he's been in the center of all of it. It's amazing. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalists. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. 
but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we let's need to safe. go. I'll say it. All right. Base right. Fed posting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. All right, folks. Uh, the latest uh, okay. article from Revolver titled The Man Who Filmed Ray Epps and Led Fed 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 Chant Sentenced to 60 Days in Prison talks to uh, Revolver News exclusively. The first paragraph says, if the Fed surrection could be boiled down to one piece of iconic footage, the clip of Ray Epps urging a crowd into the Capitol on the eve of January 6th would likely receive top billing. Arguably, the best part of the footage is that it makes clear how out of touch Epps's bizarre suggestion is to the crowd. So out of touch that the immediate reaction of the crowd around Epps is to point at him and chant, Fed, 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 and of course the person, person who started that chant and led that chant and captured that footage was the one and only Baked Alaska who joins me now to talk about all of this. So, I mean, this article is amazing. It goes into a lot of detail. There's so so many places we could go with this, but you know, we ended the last segment as you asked the question that I bet a lot of you know people have on their minds. If you knew on January 5th that it, only a Fed would demand that you go into the Capitol, I mean, it was obvious from point blank and we can get into just that clip because it's amazing but why would you then next the next day go into the capital i mean if you knew this was a, a honeypot why would you fall for it baked <laughs> yeah no that's a great question harrison absolutely and i do want to talk about this so i exposed ray epps on january 5th as we see in that iconic footage and big shout out to darren Beatty and revolver news they've done a fantastic job with this whole investigation but here's the thing so I expose Ray Epps on the 5th and people say, well, why would you go in the Capitol on January 6th? Well, I'll tell you why. The reason why is because it was newsworthy. So I wake up on January 6th. The Capitol had already been breached. I didn't breach the Capitol. I didn't do any of that. I woke up at my hotel because I was up very late that night before uh, streaming and everything. And the Capitol had already been breached. Trump was ending his speech. And everyone's like, oh, you know, everyone's walking over to the Capitol. So I walk over to the Capitol and oh, my gosh, people are already in the Capitol and there's smoke grenades going off and people are getting pepper sprayed. It's chaos. So me as a content creator, of course, I'm going to follow the action. You know, if an airplane crashes into a football stadium, oh, my gosh, all the reporters are going to go and get that footage. Nobody had permission to be in that you know, stadium, mm. but. There's something crazy that's happening that's newsworthy. It's content. It's whatever. So so that's what I do. I'm a content creator. I go and I live stream newsworthy events. I 
don't think anyone would argue, you know, this is one of the most historic events of all time. Right. So from my perspective, I'm like, no, I don't think people should go into the Capitol. I don't think people should breach the barriers, blah, blah, blah. But when I woke up and I saw everyone was already in there, I'm like, and the doors were open. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to cover this. And then when the cops told me to leave, I left, I went home to my hotel and then a few days later, you know, my door gets knocked down by the U.S. Marshals and I get arrested. So it's like, that's my story. And I know it is a bit confusing, but that's the thing. I did not breach the barriers. I did not break into the Capitol. No, I, 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 I if I were there, I would have told people not to. But they had already breached in. Everything already popped off. And so at that point, wait, why, why was the New York Times allowed in there mm -hmm. snapping photos? They didn't have permission. And they always say this. They say, oh, well, we had, you know, congressional uh, credentials. No, you did it. I mean, you might have had them for some other event, but you, you weren't supposed to be in the Capitol on January 6th. Nobody was. There was, you know, nobody was supposed to be in the Capitol on that day because the certification was, you know, supposed to go on with Mike Pence or whatever. Um you know, we weren't supposed to be in there that day. So I know it is a bit confusing, but that's what happened. Uh, I don't find it confusing at all. Actually, I, it, it seems perfectly clear to me. And of course, I'm only asking as sort of the the devil's advocate, because I know if I was there that day, I 100% would have been in the Capitol. I mean, how could you not get get swept <laughs> up in all that? I mean, it's just it's just the natural thing to do. And, it, you know, especially if you aren't breaking anything or attacking anybody, you would never even think I, I'm committing a crime here. I'm doing something illegal. When you're walking past the, the police officer giving you the thumbs up and a high five, you're not sitting there thinking I'm getting away with a crime while I'm doing this. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. absurd. I mean, did you and you can see in your live stream, you're sort of goofing around a little bit. You're sort of, you know, having fun. But, uh, you yeah. know, the idea that you were uh, staging an insurrection and a seditious coup, I mean, how absurd is this? Yeah, no, and I'm glad you brought that up, Harrison, because when I was in the Capitol, 100% on God, I did not think I was breaking any laws. Right. And once again, no people will, you know, they just read the headlines, you know, they see CNN calling me a domestic terrorist, and they say, how could you think you weren't breaking laws? Because I was fist bumping cops I, and they literally said to me, and, and you've seen this footage before, too, I'm sure they said, we understand why you're here. So if you're in a bar and you're taking shots with the bouncer and the bartenders and you're having a great time, they're fist bumping you. Yeah, yeah we understand why you're here. They're buying you shots. You go home, you go to bed. Then a few days later, your door gets knocked down and you get arrested for trespassing. No, that's not how that works. For trespassing legally, you must be given a proper notice to vacate the uh, premises, and, right. and they also must give you a reasonable amount of time. There were no uh, no trespassing signs in the Capitol. The doors were not locked. They were wide open. The cops were standing at the door. Not only that, uh, there, there was no announcement like on a loudspeaker that says, you must leave now or you will be arrested. And that's what I've seen at every other protest. And listen, Harrison, I film protests of all kinds. I've filmed Antifa protests, BLM, Proud Boys, Trump, you know, you name it. I, I've filmed all the protests. I, I, I film everything that's newsworthy that, that I find interesting. And so it, it just boggles my mind. Every other protest I've been at that gets crazy, they said on a loudspeaker, you must leave now or you will be arrested. And they gave people probably half an hour to vacate before they started arresting people. This never happened at the Capitol. You see me there doing a funny little uh, skit on the phone. You know, okay, I touched a phone. I made some joke. You know, no nothing crazier than Jimmy Kimmel would do if he was in the Capitol. But 
it's like, does that warrant, you know, locking me up in the D.C. gulag and calling me a domestic terrorist and, you know, subpoenaing my mom to the January 6th commission, et cetera, et cetera, going after my family, slandering me? Of course not. We all know that. So, like I said, I hope my story can bring people hope and I hope it can bring a lot of people to God as well. I am going to be writing a book in prison and I'm going to be starting a January 6th political prisoners uh, nonprofit fund, which I am very, very excited about. You know, it's it's so amazing uh, seeing because we talk to a lot of people that are we, we get calls from prisoners from January 6th. And actually, we're going to get into another aspect of this uh, revolver story on the other side where you talk about being approached by the FBI before January 6th. Milo Yiannopoulos also reported this. Uh, and, and we, of course, you know, have guests on who were also approached by the FBI, and that may have to do with, you know, th- their refusal of the FBI may have to do with their eventual um, uh, of being arrested. So we're going to get into all of that. We're only halfway through our conversation with Baked Alaska, and of course he's been sentenced to 60 days in prison, but that's not the real punishment. The real punishment has been this preceding two years. It's been the destruction of reputation. It's been the disruption of his life, his inability to just carry on his business as normal. I mean the 60 days is just the cherry on top of this persecution Sunday we're being force-fed here. Uh, you can follow Baked Alaska. He streams on cozy.tv slash Baked Alaska. You can also follow him on Twitter at Baked Alaska. We'll be back on the other side to talk to baked about what it was like being approached by the FBI and uh, a little bit more about Ray Epps. A lot more about Ray Epps, actually. We're going we're gonna to dig into the uh, Ray Epps cesspit and see what we come up with. We'll be back on the other side. Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists and minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same PSYOP today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts that what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars, and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Baked Alaska. You can follow him. He streams on Cozy.tv. Just go to Cozy.tv slash Baked Alaska to see his work there. You can also follow him on Twitter at Baked Alaska. Like I said before, you've been at the at the center of the political maelstrom for uh, maelstrom for the last several years and uh, it's i guess you're paying the price for that now i mean how much do you feel like your celebrity because you you were you know an internet celebrity before january 6th ever happened right you were pretty well known there had been documentaries about you you worked for and we don't need to go through your whole history but you were well known before that how much do you think your notoriety had to do with how hard you've been targeted and and attacked and now you've been sentenced for two months to prison what, what do you think your celebrity had to do with that 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, let's just look at the words of the FBI. I mean, Michael Sherwin himself, and he got in trouble for this, said, we are going after the influencers yep. for shock and awe. And that's why they went after me. That's wh why they went after a lot of the people that were either streaming or videotaping or, you know, putting out content on their Telegram channels. You know, whatever it is, they wanted to find the most uh, you know, the people with the clout, the people with with the Internet fame and punish them so that mm -hmm. everybody else would be terrified of ever protesting, of ever speaking the truth, speaking up against the system again. Yeah. So absolutely. They they went after me super hard because I was well known. You know, it's so uh, to me, it's, it's just depressing because I, you know, I again, I talk to to a lot of you guys, whether it's Stuart Rhodes or Jeremy Brown or, or yourself or, you know, any number of other January 6 prisoners. And it's almost like. Like you pointed out that you're, you're not going to get a fair trial, but you kind of entered into this process, I imagine. Maybe you can correct me, but it seems like a lot of you guys enter in going, you know, I've, been, I've had my reputation destroyed in the media. They're saying all these lies about me. Finally, I get my day in court. The American justice system, you know, is, is my, my final, you know, uh, place of sanctuary where I can go and I get a chance to say my time and I get the equal time to the to the prosecution and finally the truth will out only to learn that inside the courtroom is even more controlled and even more uh, dishonest than outside. I mean, that's got to be sort of a horrible feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, Harrison. And, and you're absolutely right. There is no justice in America anymore. It, there's no more free trials. You know, may, maybe you know, here and there, like it looks like Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, got lucky with a really good judge. You know, you, you'll find it here and there, but it's not going to be your average experience in America anymore, especially in places like Washington, D.C. Like mm -hmm. I said, people on the right wing are fully part of the swamp. So, yeah, uh, you know, here's what happened is that I was charged with two misdemeanors, disorderly conduct and trespassing in the Capitol. Now, you know, when this happened, I, you know, I'm looking at the footage and I'm saying, wait, how could I be trespassing if I'm fist bumping cops and they say they understand why I'm in here and they're not telling me to leave? That is not trespassing. Also disorderly conduct Were the cops telling me to not do, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I was a little rambunctious in there, but that's what I do whenever I'm streaming, wherever I am, you know, I might be, you know, having fun, being a little silly. Yeah, that's fine. But that's not a crime. It's called free speech. I thought we had that. You know, I thought we had the First Amendment uh, definitely during a protest. Um, so this is what happened is I wanted to go to trial. I believe I was innocent. You can look at the, uh, you know, famous report when I went against Judge Sullivan and he's like, all right, you're taking this plea deal. And I said, well, I believe I'm innocent, but you guys are forcing me to take this plea deal mm -hmm. for a misdemeanor or else the FBI said they would add a felony charge of obstruction, which is a 20 year charge. And this should be illegal. The yeah, how is that? How, yeah. I'm sorry. How is that not coercion? How is that not coercion to say if you don't accept this plea, you're obstructing our thing? So we're going to add ten, de you know, two decades to your. I mean, how can that possibly be legal? It, it, I don't believe it is. But the FBI lied to the judge. They said, "Oh, we never said that," even though they said it several times to me and my attorney. And you know, it, it just gets in this whole weird game where they, they lie and they gaslight you. They said it to us so many times. And, and you know, maybe we didn't have it on record or, or, or maybe the, the judge didn't even seem to care. I right. guess this is just business as usual in Washington, D.C. or in the U.S. court system. So it's like 
But this is not just my story. I talked to many other January 6th Patriots. They have all the same story. Nick Ox had to take a plea deal. Psychotic had to take a plea deal. So many other people had to take plea deals because why would you go to a D.C. jury for a felony charge that's going to ruin your life and get you up to 20 years in prison? Why would you even risk that when you could just plea out for a misdemeanor? And so I know that sounds crazy, but that's the smart thing to do as long as, you know, I told him, I said, if you're going to have me snitch on people or do anything that breaks my integrity, I will not do it. I'll go serve 20 years. I don't care. You know, obviously that wouldn't be fun, but you know, you know, luckily I didn't have to do any of that. It's just a boilerplate plea deal where, you know, cause they want convictions. That's right. what they want. They want Baked Alaska to say, I was guilty of trespassing. So they can say, see, this is what the, you know, Make an example out of me, throw me in jail, slander me. But, you know, I said this before, even if I were to go to trial and, and, and become innocent, you know, the, the process is the punishment. Two years of pretrial probation, ankle monitor, house arrest, you know, your name run through the mud, your family subpoenaed by the January 6th commission. You know, it's absolute hell. So I think these people need to be put in prison. This absolutely should be illegal to threaten American citizens into a plea deal when they wanted to go to trial and they should have moved all the juries out of Washington, D.C. into, uh, you know, more fair states like Texas and Florida. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, it's it's pointless, I guess, but to to ask or suggest or or just let the left know that like these, you know, uh, uh, predicates being set right now, the way that the January 6th prisoners are being treated, it's going to turn to you. And it shouldn't take that. They should just have the humanity to understand what's happening to you, what's happening to so many others. It's just blatantly unfair, complete contradiction of any sense of justice that exists in the world. They should be against that you know, anyway, but you know, on the other hand, it's just, it's sad to see Americans, uh, who are like salivating for your death and just like, they want your blood because they've been told that you're an evil person, even though what's happening to you is clearly, you know, government oppression, the likes of which they would, they would recognize if you were a black guy, they would recognize this. If you, you know, were being railroaded by the justice department because you stole a candy bar, they would get it in that sense. But because of the political implications, they're happy you're being thrown to the wolves. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I was a black trans liberal, they, you know, care about what <laughs> there's still time well, baked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still time. I, I've considered it for sure. But uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no, it, it is sad. I mean, I'm a white Christian male. You know, I am like, oh, my gosh, you know, they, they literally want me to die. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's the facts of it. But, you know, y you say this is depressing. I, I got to say, you know, I couldn't go through this without my family and without God. And, and like I said, if I could inspire people to do anything, it would be to get a relationship with Jesus Christ and to get closer to God because these times they're not going away. I believe times are going to get harder before they get better. So if you are not close to God, if you are not holding steadfast to your values, to your principles, oh my gosh, it, you're, you're going to be in for a rough ride. But, yeah. but if close to God, if you have a support system, you have friends and family or, you know, at least one person, you know, you're going to make it. You're going to be OK. I'm going to be OK. I know I got 60 days in jail. Some some people got it worse and, and that's fine. But um, 
I, I, I do want to talk about the uh, FBI contacting me on the 5th as well. Okay, well, we're, yeah, we, I know. We sort of got off track here. We're going to get into that in the last segment that we have with Baked Alaska. I shouldn't have said depressing. Overwhelming might be the better word. It's just all of this stuff all the time continuously. And, uh, again, it's I'm continually inspired by the January 6th victims that I talk to, uh, whether it's Baked or Jeremy Brown or, or Stuart Rhodes. They all have this uh, this concept. It really is the you know faith that you can't – like you can't just claim like, oh, he's just pretending. It'd be it'd be a little hard to pretend about this, uh, you know, to have a, a good spirit and to to be hopeful in the face of such overwhelming oppression uh, is really something to behold. Again, cozy.tv slash, slash baked Alaska. His Twitter is at baked Alaska. We'll be back on the other side to talk about how the FBI tried to uh, bring him into their ranks before they decided that he was uh, better off in a jail cell. We'll be back on the other side. Baked Alaska. Final segment. Don't go anywhere, folks. so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars is winning. InfoWars is reaching more people than ever. We were supposed to be off the air months and months and months ago. Mainstream media told you, but it's not true. They told you we were going to be shut down. They told you we owed a billion and a half dollars. None of that's true. It's all being appealed. They want you to think InfoWars is dead. But if you simply stand up and support InfoWars, we've got years and years of appeals, and we will not be taken off the air. But if they can convince you that we've been shut down, they're going to win. Don't let the globalists psyop you and your family. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get incredible products, supplements, books, films, t-shirts, you name it, that fund the InfoWar and empower your life and let the globalists know their psyop has not worked. Thanks for keeping us on air. Take action at InfoWarsStore.com today because the only people that can take us off the air is you, the viewers and listeners. The majority of you have not been psyop, but some of you have. Do not let the globalists brainwash you. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and keep us on the air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, this is our final segment with Baked Alaska. You can uh, keep up with him at cozy.tv slash slash Baked Alaska. His Twitter is at Baked Alaska. Uh, Just quickly, Baked, what's your uh, streaming schedule these days? Yeah, so I stream on Cozy Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's uh, pretty much the schedule there. Okay, perfect. So 5 p.m. 
easterncozy.tv slash Alaska. Let's get into the Fed topic because this uh, this uh, article on Revolver gets into a lot of detail. But you were approached by the Feds on January 5th. Milo Yiannopoulos was approached by the Feds prior to January 6th. We know Jeremy Brown was approached by the Feds. He actually recorded their confrontation uh, over, only to then later be you know called a, a, an insurrectionist and arrested. Tell us about what happened to you, your experience with the Feds contacting you prior to January 6th. Right. So this is an incredible story. And finally, I can tell my story. I've had had to be sort of silent for a while until my sentencing. But uh, this just broke, I I think, yesterday or the day before on Revolver.News. Big shout out to Darren Beattie and the team over there. So on January 5th, the day before January 6th, the FBI, I got a call and it was this lady, Megan O'Reese, who is a very interesting character, and I hope you know the internet sleuths can start to put this together. Um, she is the lady who is prosecuting Ricky Vaughn. Uh, he was arrested for tweeting out a meme right. uh, in, in the District of New York, and I'm actually listed as a co-conspirator in that case for retweeting that meme. That that was covered on Tucker and and pretty much everywhere. Sure. So I I connected those dots. And so I'm in Queen Creek, Arizona, where Ray Epps is also from. I I figured that out later. I put together those dots. Um, So I get a call and it's like, this is Megan O'Reese with the FBI. We're in Queen Creek and we would like to meet with you. And later I find out, wait, Megan O'Reese is from New York. So you're telling me she flew all the way from the District of New York to Queen Creek, Arizona, this obscure little town near Phoenix, to meet with Baked Alaska one day before January 6th. And they try to say, oh, we had no prior knowledge of anything happening. Right. Yeah, I, I don't believe that for one second. So I thought it was a prank call. I told her to email me and verify that she was, you know, FBI. So she did. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Like, I thought it was I thought it was some prank. So now I'm trying to get access to that email. I've been locked out, but I've had requests from Thomas Massey and others, Darren Beatty. They're interested. They want to see this. And I hope we can, you know, blow the lid on this whole Fed operation. But essentially, I asked her, I said, did you know, do you have a warrant? Because I talked to my attorney. She said, nope, we don't have a warrant. I said, "Okay, I'm not interested. You know, I'm not going to talk to you. And then I went to the airport, I went to DC, and then I run into Ray Epps. You know, that's when I exposed him on that same night in <clears throat> on January 5th. And then I learned later that Ray Epps is from Queen Creek. So I think when the FBI, you know, randomly showed up on January 5th, one day before the, you know, whole insurrection hoax, I think they were probably meeting with Ray Epps as well, and I think they wanted to string me in and be like, hey, can you be some Fed informant with Ray Epps and, you know, get people to go? And of course, you know, obviously I wouldn't be down for that, so I wouldn't even talk to them, and I I think I sort of messed up their whole plan here. But um, yeah, they they claim, oh, we were just randomly, you know, there to talk to you, and it had nothing to do with January 6th or whatever, so – very, very strange stuff has happened, and uh, I don't know. I, I just hope we can one day fully blow the lid on all of this and expose all these terrible, terrible people in the FBI and in our government that wish nothing to do but harm uh, American patriots. A hundred percent, and I, I think uh, you know it's a tangled web, but we have enough information now that you can start to put together a picture. You can see the FBI clearly had foreknowledge of 
you know, what generally was going to go down. Clearly, Ray Epps yeah. – I mean let's just talk about Ray Epps for a second. Why is it these people who are on the January 6th committee who spend every waking moment calling everybody who wandered through the Capitol on January 6th the domestic terrorist that must be rooted out and destroyed? But then you mention Ray Epps and they go, well, leave that man alone. Leave that poor man alone. You've destroyed his life. Why Ray Epps? Why only him? Does he get a pass? I mean that alone is enough to start the wheel spinning. But like what's going on with Ray Epps, Baked, since you're, you and his story is so, so bizarrely intertwined. Yeah, so, well, it's funny. In court recently, Ray Epps is now lying and gaslighting me. He said, oh, well, Baked Alaska was actually the one, you know, <laughs> uh, calling for violence. I was there to calm Baked Alaska down. He names me like three times. Like, he's really pissed off that I, you know, uh, exposed him being a Fed. Like, there's something weird going on. But you're absolutely right, Harrison. Never in the history of this whole January 6th investigation, never have they stood up or defended a single Trump supporter, not once. And you're telling me the guy that was saying we need to go into the Capitol. And he even said before that, I'm probably going to go to jail for this, which later in court, he says, oh, I, I, I meant, you know, I meant legally or what? No, you said you literally said you were going to go to jail. You knew that was unlawful. You were at the front of the barricades when they were first breached, whispering into people's ears and directing people. You were a high-level Oath Keepers leader and had all sorts of weird military intelligence uh, you know, ties in, in your background. So look at him, you know, full military gear, directing people. So anyways, the New York Times writes this huge puff piece. Oh my gosh, poor Ray Epps, he's this victim. And the January 6th commission and Liz Cheney and Kissinger. No, I, I mean, everything that's happened, Harrison, I, I just got to say, it only gives us more evidence that Ray Epps is a federal informant, that Ray Epps was there on that day to get patriots entrapped in a honeypot, to get them arrested, to get them persecuted by our government. And I, I just got to say, I am happy. I, I am blessed that I am, you know, one of the people that are the central figures of this story that was able to, um, you know, uncover it. And, mm -hmm. and the reason why I'll tell you is because my instincts are are pretty on point. I've been, you know, streaming and doing this thing for about 10 years now. I've been to all sorts of like I find my, they call me the Forrest Gump of politics because right. I was center of Charlottesville. I got attacked there. I was at the Capitol. I like, I've been at all these historical events live streaming every single time, but people say, thank you baked because I give people the raw footage. I don't put a spin on it. You know, obviously I have my opinion, but I'll put out four hour, you know, unedited live streams and people can, you know, make up their minds for themselves. So I'm glad I was there, you know, filming. I'm glad I was there uncovering this story. And, you know, I, I like I said, I, I hope one day we will fully get our truth in court. Well, and it's, it's fantastic to hear people like uh, Thomas Massey are on the case because uh, he's one of the few people in the government I actually trust and support him doing things. So that's, that's so great right. to hear. People need to go read the story at Revolver. Uh, you, you say this, without Baked Alaska, there is no Ray Epps story. Without me famously chanting, Fed, 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 there is no Ray Epps narrative. You really did uh, you know, blow the lid off of this, which could lead to really cataclysmic you know, 
happenings down the line. I mean, if, if we really follow this trail and take it to where it leads, which I suspect will be the very highest rungs of the uh, deep state FBI spy state apparatus, uh, this it could really be a, a monumental thing. Again, follow Baked on Cozy.tv slash, slash bake Ala- Baked Alaska. You can also follow him on Twitter at Baked Alaska. Final words, uh, Baked, here before you are sentenced to two months in prison. we got two minutes left. The floor is yours. What do you want people to know? Well, first of all, thank you so much to InfoWars and, and and to you, Harrison, for having me on, letting me tell my story unfiltered. Um, I just got to say, you know, I never thought I would be, you know, doing jail time for making a live stream. And, you know, I, I am controversial. I'm polarizing with people. I know, you, you know, you love me or hate me, but I hope at the end of the day you see that, you know, this political persecution is not just coming at me. This is coming for all of us. And if we don't stick together, uh, we're going to hang separately, seriously. And so, um, you know, I ask that, you know, people would pray for me. People would pray for all of the January 6th families. It's not just about me. There's about a thousand baked Alaskas right now that are all either sitting in jail still or awaiting their sentencing or, you know, on probation, on house arrest. It has been hell for all of the January 6th defendants. It has been awful. And the fact that we can find joy in God, the fu- the fact that we can come together and pray and hope for a better future, you know, that is what really inspires me. So, um, like I said, I'm writing a book in prison. I am uh, starting a January 6th political prisoner fund. Um, I'm doing whatever I can to turn this negative into a positive. So I, I just got to say thank you to you guys and to everyone for all the overwhelming support. And I'm going to keep fighting for the truth no matter what. Well, it's it's just incredibly inspiring to hear you and, and of course, your fellow uh, January 6th prisoners. You all have this amazing mindset uh, that really shows the strength of conviction and the understanding that you are being pr- uh, persecuted. You don't have that guilt that goes along with, you know, when people actually commit a crime and get punished. You know you're being punished for not committing a crime. So I'm so glad you're able to keep your, your head up and uh, and maintain. I look forward to you being back on the other side of your, your jail st- uh, stint. We'll pray for you, of course. Baked Alaska, everybody. Cozy.tv slash Baked Alaska. We just barely scratched the surface of what's going on with baked so thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your thoughts and we look more from baked look forward for more from baked alaska in the future we'll be right back folks don't go anywhere there is a war on for your mind your mind is a battlefield this is an information war Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago and today whether it's donald trump or governor DeSantis or dr robert malone they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now.